2020 podcast. What? It's a 2020 podcast. What? It's 2020 podcast, bro. What? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan McFly. With your brother Woodrow, man. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. One time, shout out to Los Bodyguards again, man. Where, where? Puerto Rican parade is around the corner. Yo. <laughs> so three months away. Yo, that was. <laughs> Those are the days, bro. Remember going to the Puerto Rican Day Parade? Definitely. Oh, man. Definitely. Like, the Puerto Rican Parade, how it existed back in the day. Nowhere near what it, what's on Channel 11 now. <laughs> will not ever exist that way ever again. That shit was like Freaknik. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Big Booty Biker Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but nothing, yo, yeah, but yo, but not for nothing, bro. Like Puerto Rican Day Parade was dope. Fucking um Queens Day, Flush Metal yes, Park. Yes. The those... Colombian Festival, Flush Metal Park. Yes. Oh man. Do they do they even still do those? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think they do the Colombian joint no more. Son, I remember one time when I was younger, I went there with my moms and shit. And, yeah. You know, some family. And it was like somebody had a gun and some shit happened. And they just started like this whole like stampede. What? <laughs> Niggas getting stepped on. That shit was, it was crazy. It was quiet for that. It was never like family time going over there. But I remember going like as a youngin, like with, with the boys. Like, oh, hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. The shorties. Yeah. Trying to see what club they were going to afterwards. Oh man, it was good times, man. Good times, good times. Some good times. Word up. Yeah, we was motherfucking Star Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to the oh, weekend too, man. He got oh, the fucking word. WrestleMania theme with that joint blinding lights. Yeah, yeah, that's the WrestleMania theme for this year. That, and, that's a know, big move. That's a big yo. Listen, the people that are viewing. WrestleMania, not only viewing it, you know, at home, but there, like that's a big, big nah, crowd. Yeah, yeah. Beat. Nah, for sure. And I was, I was honestly surprised uh, that WWE went with the Star Boy because well, you know the Star Boy, you know, like the weekend. His music is basically like fucking drug related drugs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I went back and I listened to the Blinding Lights because I was surprised, you know, that they had the weekend. And yeah, and the song was like about drugs. <laughs> and like the video, I went back and watched the video and he's like in fucking Las Vegas with a bloody mouth, busted open, like dancing and fucking oh, shit. singing and shit. Like yeah. it was dope, but what the fuck does that have to do with WrestleMania? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's not like, a song for WrestleMania. I mean, I just I don't see the correlation. Like, I don't I don't see it. It's but, a dope song. It has like this '80s vibe to it. Like, I fucks with it. You know, I fucks with the Starboy. But <laughs> I, you know, I just don't see like how that is WrestleMania related. Like you know how it saying? fits with the event itself. Yeah, like I think maybe it's all... I just it's in Tampa, right? Huh? It's in Tampa. Yeah. It's so in Tampa. you know, maybe them Florida vibes, palm trees, you know exactly. what I'm saying? I can see that. Miami Vice. Yeah. Maybe I can Vince see was that. dancing like this as soon as he heard it. <laughs> I can see that, you know, I can see that. But um but yeah, I was just like really surprised. Like that song, you know, came out last year. Um uh, excuse me, on um the weekend's last album. So 
But uh, yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to Abel, shout out to the Star Boy. Yeah, I mean that's a big look. I mean this is a look like you know Diddy. Last time they were in New York for twenty nine, I believe WrestleMania twenty nine. Diddy was the one that was performing there. Mm. I mean they had they had uh, Machine Gun Kelly at one point performing. I think Wiz Khalifa performed it. He either performed at a WrestleMania or at like a Monday Night Raw, I think it was, or some shit like that. Mm. Like they've always had hip hop, hip hop. Like you, you could go back to WrestleMania five, and the act for WrestleMania five was Run DMC. MC yeah, Rest- I remember that. Yeah, WrestleMania remember five that. was what eighty nine. Yeah, ninety. No, all right, around there maybe. Yeah, it was I remember being a little schmuck, but um, legit. <laughs> Like it, Snoop Dogg, you know, he's always associated with the WWF. Oh, no, nah, for sure, for sure. Big Pun performed. Big Pun performed. Every party, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, bro. We already know hip hop. I mean, this is what we do. Yeah, exactly. This is, what, this is what the 2020 podcast is. Expressing <laughs> in hip hop. Talk about WWE. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy's name on nah, YouTube? Fuck that guy. Nah, I fuck him. Alright. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just shut down real quick. <laughs> yeah, but um, quick. other props, I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on um this week. Rosenberg is returning to host the pre-shows for the WWE pay-per-view events starting this Sunday with Elimination Chamber, if I'm not mistaken. It's coming out from Philly. But yeah, he hasn't been on WWE TV for like a year and a half. Okay. And he he announced it, you know, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, uh, Source, Double XL, they all announced this. Like it was through every media outlet, whether in music or, you know, sports itself in, in, in the genre of sports. But I thought this was dope because like his, his podcast kind of changed. Like it was... Like, they kind of criticized WWE's work, but they did it in a nice way. You know what I mean? Before, like, while he was hired. And then when he wasn't hired by them, he admitted that he was a little salty about it. That was, like, a dream job for him. Him being a wrestling fan since a kid. Right. So, now, you know, like, his his podcast, that he called it a cheap, like, uh, the shoot era. The shoot era. So... He was just like stating what he felt about everything in wrestling, not just mm. like within WWE, but just everything in general. And he kind of, I mean, he didn't shit on an individual, but like sometimes kind of shitted on the product in a whole. You know what I mean? Just and that's up, fine. Yeah, which is fine, which is totally fine. Everybody could get their own opinion. But it's funny because he's like, now that I'm back there, he's like, he's like, should I call this the safe era? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, and he they he they're gonna have him do a lot, like not only just the pre shows, but he's gonna be hosting some of the specials they do on the network. Like he's he's in there, he's in there, and congratulations to him because what he's living is a dream that probably we had when we were kids. You know, like I, I'll be honest, I dreamt of like being a wrestler and all that stupid shit, manager or whatever, just being in the in that realm. And he's there. He's not there as a you know, as an act or whatever it may be, or a talent, he's there, like, working for the company. Like, oh, that's yeah. that's that's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. For sure. He'll be the young, mean gene of this shit. You feel me? He got the hair. <laughs> he got the hair. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, yeah, I fucks with Rosenberg. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes he pisses me off with his hip hop takes, but um, I'll, I'll be fucking with his. Yeah, he knows his shit though. Yeah, 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 he knows his shit. He always comes informative, and he always, you know, he always uh tries to keep it uh, consistent. Yeah, so, you know, I fucks with it for sure. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, big shout out to him for getting that dream job again. Like he said in the, uh, I think it was a Sports Illustrated article. He was like, to quote Vince McMahon. From WrestleMania 12, this is a boyhood dream come true. <laughs> thought that was pretty dope. I thought that was pretty dope. Uh, another big, big shout out to Emilio Sparks of WrestleRap. He got the shirt. He got the Pillman shirt. Put it up on his story. Thank you for that. Truly appreciate it. Tagged us on that. That was pretty dope of him. Truly appreciate that. Listen to WrestleRap. They out there. They got a whole lot of dope shit, especially for Mania Weekend. If you're in the Tampa area that Thursday... Please do yourself a favor and go to Wale Mania. Wale Mania is just the perfect mix of hip-hop music and wrestling. Like, this shit is done so well, bro. Like, there's no no reason why a wrestling fan who's, like, okay with hip-hop, not really a fan of the genre, cannot have a good time there. Like, you'll come out of there a a hip-hop fan, bro. Word. Seeing how your favorite wrestler is um, performing a Jay-Z song on stage. Shout out to Samoa Joe on that one. <laughs> M.O.P. Like, he's he's part of that era. Like, that's what Samoa... Samoa Joe's theme music is built off of his favorite rap song. Farrell Munch, Back the Fuck Up. Oh, shit. Nice. It's built off of that and Godzilla because he said he liked Godzilla as a kid. Farrell Munch is a beast, man. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's like the dope mixture of uh, wrestling and hip hop. Yeah, shit is beautiful, bro. Had a great time last year in New York. Do yourself a favor here in Tampa. Please, please go. <laughs> that shit is dope. But um, let's get in. Let's get into the week that was pro wrestling. Uh, with Raw. I mean, damn, Raw from Brooklyn. Yo, dude, no lie, man. The crowd is different out here, bro. Like. You could tell the crowd was so into it. When they go to these cities like New York, Chicago, um, when they go when they go to Miami even, when they go into uh, the Boston area, the crowd is into it. It's live. It makes everything feel a lot more important. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool to be on your phone and want to capture shit, but like you gotta really view the event, bro. It's right in front of you. You're not looking it through a lens, man. Like, it's in front of you, bro. And that's how I felt, like, watching Raw this week. The crowd was really into it. Everything, like I said, felt a lot more, especially with certain title wins that we're going to get into. But, yo, Drew and Brock, how you like this build? I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. I'm a big, one of the biggest haters of Drew McIntyre. (laughs) You know, um... Never really could get with it, but honestly, like seeing him at this moment, like it looks believable. Yes, like he looks like super comf- comfortable, super confident, and like he's really coming into his own right now. So, like, oh, I'm really, really feeling definitely, definitely. I'm really feeling the interactions he's having with with Brock Lesnar, and you know, Brock is 
being Brock, and you know he's actually selling it. Yeah, my nigga, he let he let Drew McIntyre kick him three times in the face, my nigga. Yeah, yeah, I, and, I'm loving it. And was yo, and didn't put his hands up or nothing. He took those kicks to the face, like he sold that shit properly. I hope the match lives up to it, man. I, I really have, do. I hope it's not a squash match. I hope it's nah, not it's some, not gonna be some like one two three bullshit. Like I, I really hope like nah, I don't think so. Because the last time I seen this type of build to a Brock match where the challenger was making you think, oh shit, he might win. He might win. I keep going back to this all the time through the episodes. Samoa Joe, dude, the stuff, the build. To that event, like people was like, ah, Samoa's gonna lose. But the couple of weeks before, Samoa Joe was sneak attacking Brock, choking him out. At one point, Brock was like turning purple in one choke out. Like, Brock was selling this shit. You know what I'm saying? Brock was making this nigga look strong. And then the match start, it was like, no lie, like 10 minutes of like fire though. Like back and forth. You didn't know who the fuck was gonna win. Brock out of nowhere pulls out the F5, boom, pins Samoa Joe. Which is great because it keeps that move strong. It keeps that, it keeps it, it makes it, makes you think as a fan that move is deadly. Yeah, if he hits you with that, it's over. It's over with. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah, pa la casa. We out of here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, wait, I'm really hoping it doesn't have the same outcome. I'm really, really hoping it doesn't have the same outcome. So you're saying you want to see? I want to see Drew. Win? Yeah, I want to see Drew win, man. Okay, wow. Let's give the little homie a chance, bro. All right. So let me ask you this: If Drew McIntyre loses, will you feel he got cheated? I'm not gonna say I feel he got cheated. I just feel that uh, I feel very strongly against it mm. because I feel like this is a moment right now. You know, it the match doesn't have to be Drew fucking, you know, owning Brock Lesnar or Brock Lesnar owning Drew. I feel like they could tell a story that, yo, people don't understand. Brock could go 20 minutes in a match, make that shit look fire. But if he's in a match for like 12 minutes and the shit was just bonkers from, from the bell, what's, what's the problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, I could see this match, if it's the main event. It's going to go about 12 to 15 minutes. It's not going to go more than that. Yeah, I see it being the main event for sure. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Drew should go over. Try. Because they, they, they always been... That is what they've been doing. They've been trying to like build younger talent. Let me ask you a question. Who, uh, who was the last person, the last wrestler that beat Brock for the title? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. And who was the one before that? Roman Reigns. So... Just using those two, yeah. Would you say they had because to take down Brock Lesnar? Because Brock Lesnar doesn't lose like that. So nope. would you say that Roman Reigns and Rollins push when they beat Brock was as big as McIntyre's? Or I was think it bigger. Seth's first go around, it was bigger, not by much. Which was that was that was what last year's WrestleMania? Yeah, last year's WrestleMania. Just the build to that, how the fans got behind him out of nowhere from that gauntlet match, and he was just going through having fucking awesome matches every week, every pay per view. It's like, but the thing is, as soon as we got to Mania, 
Like, people already knew Seth was going to win. So I noticed, like, some people kind of turning on him already. He wasn't even champion. I don't understand sometimes how, like, fans are always cheering about somebody should win. And then when they win, they're like, eh, whatever. Right. But the point I'm trying to get at is I feel like kind of McIntyre wasn't there where as as strongly as how Roman Reigns and, and Rollins were. Nah, I, I mean. He hasn't, like, really, like, he won the Rumble. Yeah. But what else has he really gone through? He's all all he's done is win the tag team titles with Dolph Ziggler. It just seems like he's just been talking about being put in that position, and then he won the Rumble, and now he's facing Brock. But I feel like Roman Reigns and Rollins had to overcome so much more to where the buildup with well, Brock was just so much bigger. So that's what I'm saying. The whole point of that no, is no, I, they, say they, that they, say, I say all that to say basically that if McIntyre loses, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay. All right. To Let's where if Rollins would have lost, it would have been like, what the fuck? And then it'd be like, all right, so why did you shove this guy down? Or exactly. Yeah, why, yeah. exactly. Why yeah. did you build him so much? I don't feel like they are trying to build McIntyre, but I don't feel like he's been built I think to this really is... beat Brock Lesnar. I think he is, bro. I think Just because of the hype. That he came back into the into not not into the business but into that company, you know, what he was doing like through the Indies developed a whole new fan base, mixed it in with his WWE fan base. So then when he first came back, when he came back at NXT, everybody was loving it. He was NXT champ. He got hurt. Uh, that's when he dropped the belt to fucking um, Andrade, and he was just still talked about like yo when he goes back into the main because he looks completely different from when he was first in the WWE. Like, now he looks the part. You know what I'm saying? For sure. He looks the part, and and it's believable if he would beat Brock Lesnar. That that was my whole thing with Ricochet. Like, it's believable that Brock could beat him in, a, in 90 seconds. Wholeheartedly believable. Is it believable for Ricochet to beat him in nine minutes? No. If it wasn't believable for Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan... Or AJ Styles is definitely not going to be believable for Ricochet. I hear that. So, me going into this. A lot of people seen the video of Ricochet from Monday Night Raw. Because he lost to fucking Riddick Moss. For the people that don't know who Riddick Moss is. (laughs) Which I'm pretty sure everybody does. But he's a 24-7 champ. And homie came out of nowhere. Like, he didn't even have... More than a handful of NXT matches on TV. I'm not talking about, you know, going on, you know, going on those little tour dates to have through Florida. I'm talking about him just being on TV. And I don't know if they, they gave him a big part. If you don't want to admit it, that's a big part. You're holding a title and you're going on Raw and you're going over Ricochet. That's big. So then Ricochet's going towards the band. He's taking off his wrist tape and throwing the shit. People are like, oh, that's, show, that's showing his frustration. I thought he was just taking off the wrist tape, bro. Nah, maybe it is showing <laughs> frustration, but what if this is just going towards Ricochet just becoming fed up yeah. and turning heel for the first time? That would be dope. A lot, of, uh, a lot of legends, Booker T, to name one, is saying that he needs to 
find his character. Exactly. Because he's he's bland. Like, yo, let's not let's not get it twisted. Ricochet is phenomenal in the ring. He's a he's a crazy athlete, phenomenal talent. But we all know when it comes to being on TV doing this shit, you need character, bro. You need a fucking character. Imagine watching a show with just regular people. They're not characters. Imagine Ricochet you know, like, coming to the fucking ring, dripped in Versace <laughs> with some shades. On his best rock. On his rock shit, talking that shit. And then performing in the ring how he performs. That should have be fucking insane. Bro. That's why all he needs is a character. That's all he needs. You can't, like, I don't know, man. Like, I can't connect. Like, I, I, I love watching what he does. But how are you going to connect with that? He he reminds me of, like, a fucking college athlete. Like, just, like, happy to be here ass in the face ass. Guess like, the NBA don't know what to do with himself. Like, yeah, like, I just, <laughs> I just feel like he, uh... He has so much fucking potential to be that top guy, man. I, I, I've been saying that for a while. Like, I really see him being the top fucking guy. I just don't see him being the top guy as a good guy. Not right now. He needs to blow up as a heel. He needs to just be that cocky fucking yeah. heel. We need that. From a guy like Ricochet, he can pull that shit off. Even if his mic skills ain't good enough. Like, just give him some flash shit to say. He'll get it off, man. WWE, holla at your boys, yo. Like, give me a shot. Let me produce Ricochet. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll come through with the flyest shit ever. But yeah, man, I, I think I think Ricochet just needs to find himself. He's in the right place with the right people to do so. I'm pretty sure, man. I'm pretty sure he could find something. Vince can't be done with him. Vince signed him for a couple of years. There's no, like how they say that Vince is done with uh, with Shayna Baszler. That's another rumor going around for WrestleMania 36 that he said that supposedly when last week when he seen her on Raw versus Kyrie Sane, he wasn't sold on the fact that she's a main eventer in the women's division. Like, I don't know if I should, basically, I don't know if I should put her with Becky. You know what I'm saying? Like, Becky earned that, all that shit. And then just to take it away. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like some bullshit. Yeah. I think Shayna Baszler is like doing her fucking thing right now. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if the if the fans can see it, I'm pretty sure he can see it. You know how I feel about. Yes, yes, I know wrestling. how you feel about women wrestling. Yes. Smoke break. <laughs> if Shayna Baszler's there, I watch it. Look at that! Whoa, it's not a smoke break. No smoke break. I wait. He's like shit. I'll wait for the pre-show. <laughs> He's like, I'll do it during the pre-show. Shit, I'll do it during a fucking uh, Sheamus match. <laughs> <laughs> I like his entrance, though. Yeah, it's cool. I like it's, his entrance. It has character. <laughs> yeah, I like his entrance. But talking about character, uh, shout out to Street Profits for defeating... Seth Rollins do, and do, 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 do. Murphy. Uh, this is a big, big win for the Street Profits. I love the fact that they're tag champs right now, and I feel like you know they have they have what it takes in order to help hold those bells and make it relevant. Because to be honest with you, 
Seth and Murphy were doing a great job with it. You know, so I wouldn't mind to see, you know, it go back and forth between these two teams the way they used to do with the Usos and New Day. <sighs> All right. I'm going to be a thousand with you. Mm-hmm. The Street Profits remind me of the fucking New Day. Like, they just dress a little more street. <laughs> but they're just like... They're getting super corny, super over-exaggerated. Like, at first I was fucking with it, but now every time I see them, I'm just like, nah, these niggas is like, they doing too much right now. Uh, what, what's too much? What's too much? Like the way they talk. They talk like this. <laughs> like Slick? That's too much. Yeah, like Slick, but in a corny way. Not like Slick, like, just going to fucking pull out the three-car Monty on you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you follow the ace. No, like he's, he's like want to play Pokemon with you. Like that's the vibe I get. From. Oh, they, they don't give you job. They they nah, job turkeys. They don't give me street vibes. Like I don't get no street vibes from these dudes. So it just it comes off new dayish to me. Ah, you know? okay, like, okay. like they from that same, you know, that same box of gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's why yo, we need a strong black representation in WWE. We need to bring back the nation of domination. <laughs> we need to bring back Farouk Assad-esque type wrestlers and characters because that street profit shit, they're not street, they're not profits. And like I said, at first I was with it and it's cool, but now I'm just like, fuck. Like they just like they're just overdoing it. Like too much. It's way me. too much. So yeah, so maybe if they go heel again, I just always want to. Yo, say you always heel. you just, just want to see it. Yeah, I just want everybody to go heel. Yeah. But <laughs> but nah, for real, I'm just like I'm just really hoping for fucking, you know, just a real strong, like I said, a strong black representation in WWE. Uh, I mean, I I, I get I get what you're saying with the whole you know, them being a little. A little out there with they shit, but listen, man, they get the crowd into it though. That's the shit. Like we could, we could always think like they're they're a little too much. There's nothing to do with them. That that there's nothing about them that says street, which is the first you know word of their of their name. But if it if it gets over, it gets over, bro. You know, and and they're they're great in the ring. Nah, the. They're really 100%. good. They're, they're great in the ring. Yeah, they're really good, but man. But I just be thinking like, yo, Gabba Gabba, every time yo, I Gabba, see these things, bro. For rapper the rapper? No, yo, Gabba Gabba, the, the most deaf character. Yeah. I'm about to yeah. show you real quick. So they're a whole bunch of jive turkeys. Yo, Gabba Gabba vibes, bro. Like, come on, B. Look at this shit. Oh, all right. That's not a street profit. You telling me they wouldn't rock that? No. This thing can say yo gap a gap. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Maybe their faces. <laughs> their faces remind you of yo gap a gap. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not hating on it though. I'm glad they won, honestly. Because, you know, like no, you I'm said, glad like, they won, man. They like, dope in the ring. They dope in the ring, and they connect with the crowd, bro. Like, they, they, they're starting to check the boxes. I'm not saying they checked all the boxes yet, but they're starting to check them. Now they're moving. 
You know, sure. they're moving. They're moving in the right direction, G. Uh, also, let's see. What else? What else? What else can we talk about with Raw? Um, let's see. How did Raw oh. end? Oh, yes. How it ended. Oh. My son, Orton. Well, Orton got kicked in the balls and smacked. So, she deserved, she deserved the RKO. That shouldn't even phase my son. That shouldn't even phase He was like, you know what? You getting it. You getting it. That's it. He didn't even kick her in the stomach. He just grabbed the fucking head and RKO'd her. Like, he brought it back. And then I, like, thought back on how many women he RKO'd. And I think it's been about 15. My nigga. (laughs) He RKO'd an 80-year-old chick, bro. Oh, yeah. She deserved it, though. Yo. This nigga saw saw Mueller. No, not Mueller. Uh, The Fabulous Moolah. Oh. And just, boom. Mae Young got put through the table by D1W. That's just a classic, too. (laughs) But yeah, that RKO that he did on uh, Edge's wife was it was great, it was great. Dude. And I don't know dude's name, the, the the commentator, the black one. Oh, that's uh, what's his name? I forgot Shit. his name. Yeah, bro, the fucking. He's like, this is an absolute travesty. <laughs> I don't think this is this is unacceptable. Yeah, like, he got yeah, into yeah. his bag, but yeah, I was feeling that. I, I I love I love when the RKO come out pause. Like I think it's. <laughs> I love when the RKO come out, boss. I think it's one of the top five greatest, greatest moves for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely, yo, dude, and just the way he does it, like I don't care what nobody says. That joint that he gave uh, Seth Rollins at that Mania. Oh yeah, classic, bro. That yeah, that's top five. That's top. That's top three. Top three that are alive right there, bro. Byron Saxton. That's what that nigga's name is. Oh, Byron Saxton. There we go. Yeah, yeah. This is an absolute travesty. (laughs) This is an outrage. He's like, I'll be right back. I am shocked and appalled. (laughs) (laughs) No me gusta. Sound like BET News and shit. For real. Shout out, to, shout out to Cedar's World. Remember BET and their own news channel for a second? Do you remember when BET had a little little computer Cedar's World? A little Yo. computer animated? Yo. Nasty. Super nasty. Man. Nasty. Fucking Sims. Jesus. Alright. Oh, man. Yo, speaking of that. They're not really correlated, but... <laughs> speaking of that... Speaking of the coronavirus... <laughs> no, yeah. Um, there's, nice. a couple, there's a couple of uh, cases in Tampa. You know, so then they, everybody's talking about, you know, is WWE going to, you know, cancel WrestleMania? Or will they have WrestleMania with no fans in the arena? Because that's what they're doing right now. The NBA might have to do that shit. They're doing that like there was a bunch of soccer games in Italy. Yeah. No fans. No fans in the arena. But Italy is like one of the top five countries with the corona. Yeah. And um, yeah, so what if they have to, what if they have to have WrestleMania without, because I know they fucking paid for that fucking venue, obviously. Like, show must go on. Yeah. I mean, if they can fucking perform after Owen Hart's death, when he fucking died in the fucking ring, 
they should be able to fucking continue performing the WrestleMania with no fans. Well, like, this was a quote from, oh, man, I can't. I think this was uh, through CBS Sports. They were like, we remain committed to hosting WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday, April 5th. And like other entertainment properties in the U.S., there are currently no plans to cancel or postpone our upcoming event. This was three days ago. All right. But my thing is this. Let's say, you know, this is, be- this is becoming like kind of like a cultural week. Just like how like South by Southwest is, um, Super Bowl... Yeah, I only could compare it to the Super Bowl. I I'm, I just thought about that right now. I'm like, dude, this is not this is not like you know like a World Series week. No, yeah, NBA there's Finals a whole week. there's a whole weekend week dedicated to WrestleMania. A whole week, you know, a lot of the other promotions and companies plan, you know. Yeah, their biggest events around that week. Sure. So my thing is this: I'm like, yo, imagine WrestleMania is canceled, right? All those people that brought those fights. How many of them are actually going to, like, the, the other events, like, the other shows and maybe even They'll festivals? You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, now it's going to be like, yo, these shit's going to be completely sold out. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's people that are buying certain tickets to certain events just in case because they already bought their ticket to fucking Tampa. Tomatanga's like, yeah. Come to the beach party. Yeah, coronavirus. No WrestleMania. Come to the beach party. Get your feet wet. <laughs> <laughs> Wale telling niggas go to Wale Mania. Yo, WrestleMania cancel. We out to Wale Mania type shit. Yo. That'd be crazy. But what if, with that being said, people cancel their flights and don't even go to Tampa? What about those events? I mean, kind of murk it though, right? I mean, I don't know how many people getting insurance on their flights. I know, I know. I, I, I don't always... Get insurance on my nah, flights. No, not always. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see the coronavirus stopping WrestleMania. Like I said, Vince, if he can let Owen Hart RIP, if he can let that situation go and, and continue with the fucking show, yeah, then I, I cannot see WWE canceling for the coronavirus. You know. They canceled, uh, they're like delaying the release of some WWE action figures yeah. that was supposed to come out because of the coronavirus. Shout out to your boy, uh, Bud Light here, or here Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he has, he has some really, really yeah, dope, yeah. His shit is dope animations with the... His shit is dope. Recreating like history, wrestling history with Through fucking toys. action figures. Yeah. But not just, like, having two fucking toys, like, on the rug. Like, this dude is fucking, like, backgrounds, every single wrestler. Like, it's official. So, shout out to him. Yes, Bud Light here. Bud Light here. I'm sure he has a name. We just don't know it. <laughs> but we've been fucking with and, him for a minute. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, there's another guy from the UK, Cal Customs. He custom makes um, these figures, like, little WWE action figures. And they're all... They're all kind of inspired by the, the you know, the, like the little joints you have. They're not jacks. There wasn't jacks. LGN was the tall rubber joints. Uh, Hasbro. Hasbro joints. You know, like, look at this one. Look, he just did, like, an atom bomb joint. 
That's dope. They should probably highlight him. I'm sure he don't got the coronavirus or yeah. anything. So they should just highlight him. <laughs> but yo, Kyle Customs, definitely, man. He he custom makes a whole lot of Hasbro's. I mean, damn, I'm trying to I'm trying to like get at this dude to custom make a Hasbro of us and shit. <laughs> Word. We need some twenty Wait. by twenty action. Yo, with the bodies shit. of like Andre the Giant and Haku. They were a tag team. Word. I I want a real, real, real small one of myself too. Yeah, these should these just are like three three inches tall, bro. But nah, he nah, did. I want like a one inch one. They when they get like, yo, look what he did with fucking um, Macho Man and and Ultimate Warrior. Fire. You know, like that. That's beyond dope. You know, from SummerSlam '92 out in Great Britain. But yeah, follow those two. They have toys for days. You know who else got toys for days? Toy Vomit. Go Word. to at Toy Vomit. He's from uh, the Louisville, Kentucky area. He has an amazing store. If you're looking for anything to put into your collection, that guy got it. Trust me. He has anything and everything you want. Just want to also say shout out to him for being a part of, you know, popping that Pillman shirt. Shout out to that name, too. Toy Vomit. Like, like so much toys, he vomits. Like, so. There you go. Holla at him. They out there. (laughs) Yo, real quick, I wanted to... uh, Give a big shout out to the big bad booty daddy, Scott oh, Steiner. Yeah, I heard he he, he, he passed, passed out right passed during out. the impact of that. Yeah, during the latest taping of uh, Impact, passed out backstage. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to shout out to Scott Steiner, man. I love the big bad booty daddy. I always have <laughs> definitely genetico freco. You know the genetico freco. You know what I'm saying? The, the genetic freakito. freak. You know what I mean? Like always been a big fan. Holla if you hear me. Um, so I hope uh, speedy recovery for my guy. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, um, he was just on another podcast earlier this week, and they were asking him about the WWE Hall of Fame, and he just stopped it right there. He said, "Come on, don't ask me about something that doesn't even it doesn't even exist. It doesn't matter. Like the WWE Hall of Fame, where is it? Can I go visit it?" Or is this just a TV show? Like, this shit doesn't matter. Mm. He said, I don't even give a shit if I was ever in the WWE Hall of Fame. They he just went it, in. Though, oh, shit, how? Man. Imagine having the Hall of Fame in New York. Niggas is in the city. There's a city that's mostly traveled to. Have it out here, bro. Because Bruce, Bruce Pritchard always talks about, like, that warehouse yeah. that has all of the has WWE, everything. like, history. Mm-hmm. It would be so dope if he just puts that out, man. Oh, oh that would be amazing. Who you? People will pay like ten, twelve dollars to walk in there and look at shit. You know what I'm saying? More than once. <laughs> like I don't know if you remember. Like I remember back in the day, like in the Bronx Zoo, they had like this log, but it was like a. It had like this hole that you can smell, and it was like yeah. to smell a skunk smell. Wasn't but that I mean, the Hall of Science? I don't know where it was. It was, it was a Hall of Science. I thought it was in the Bronx Zoo. No, that was a Hall of Science. Shout out to Queens. And you smell that shit and the shit, you know, <laughs> stinks. Yo, Spoiled milk. <laughs> they can have, like, one of those for fucking essence. And you can smell what, I uh, know, um, arrogance. Arrogance? You can smell what the arrogance smell like. And just have a fucking taping of the model Rick Martell and shit talking and shit. Yeah. That'd be fire. There's Yo, so much that, that they, can, they can show and that's do. That's actually bro. funny, bro. There's so much that they can show and do, man. That would be so fire. I don't know why they haven't done that. Why do you think? Like, I don't know. Maybe they don't see it profitable. 
That's the only thing that would come to mind. But in all sports, like there yeah. is a, whole, a spot, a whole, an yeah. actual Hall of Fame you can go to, or even like you know throughout MSG, you see like all the history they be having like the sneakers and like the you know pictures and yeah. shit like. WWE can easily do that shit, especially owning like WCW and and all that shit. Dude, that should be that should could be three floors. Hell yeah, three buddy. four floors of shit. Hell yeah, they can do some shit like how fucking the um, uh, the the Museum of the Moving Image, they have like all of like not all, but they have a lot of like Hollywood yeah. memorabilia, like the original mask from the movie Mask, Jim yeah, and shit like. Dumb shit like that. Like, they got mad shit like that. So That would be amazing, w- bro. Yeah, I don't know why they're not doing that. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason. But to go to keep going into that with, I mean, it, I think it's coming soon. They'll, they'll see they'll see a way where to go with it, and it'll come soon. But another thing Scott Steiner was saying, was he was calling Triple H pussy, saying that, like, <laughs> <laughs> this thing is the biggest pussy in the whole game. Wow. So, and then, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm always listening to podcasts. For some reason, I go to a Jericho Triple H show from Talk is Jericho a couple of years back. And Jericho's talking about how, like, Triple H is one of, like, the toughest people he's ever met. This nigga Triple H tore his quad in a match. Eesh. Midway in the match. And finished it. Not only finished it, but took the walls of Jericho... With a torn quad? With a torn quad. Wow. Wow. Like, if, you know, the, the walls of Jericho is basically like the camel clutch, just like with Jericho sitting on your back. Like, doing that with a torn quad. But, dude, after a while, he wasn't feeling that shit. It's like the dickhead version of the Boston Crab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm, and then I'm going to put my fucking knee on you piece of shit yeah. like that that's crazy so I, I don't know maybe he's just mad the way everything worked out between him and Triple H and WWE but he is nowhere near pussy bro I don't think he is well Scott Steiner right now every time I see him he's just shouting some flagrant shit so <laughs> you know I can't imagine that having any type of fucking I think he's the new generation Iron Sheik bro yeah He'd be on that NWA show looking crazy, shouting at the crowd. Yeah, he's I don't like a hundred pounds lighter. Like he doesn't even look imposing anymore, bro. If he gets his shit together, I wouldn't mind seeing him on uh, WWE. Yeah, just that. It's just that fucking attitude. It's just that that character, yo. That fucking cocky, <laughs> like fuck you. That Rick Rude shit. Big you know booty daddy, baby. That fucking Mr. Perfect shit, that Rick Rude shit, you know what I'm saying? Like that that Stone Cold, that Rock shit. Like just knowing that you the shit and back and being able to back it up, that's what that's that character, bro. That's that classic WWE character. And that's I feel like that's what's needed sometimes. It's definitely needed. That Randy Orton, no, Randy Orton, Randy Orton was, but he was built through WWE. He's like, yes, and he's so old school with his shit, bro. Like, I love it. He don't need to say much. Like this, there's been so many promos where he's just there. Like he says a couple words, and the whole time he's just, like he he's just communicating without even fucking being on the mic type shit. 
Right. And then hitting niggas with the RKO, the perfect timing. Just how Stone Cold used to hit niggas with the stunner, perfect timing. Uh, fucking Shawn Michaels with, with the sweet chin music. and It's just like being able to pull that move out and make it just make it mean more something. than a finisher. Yeah, make it mean something. Shout out to him, man. Wear it out, bro. Yo, so a lot of people's asking why the Revival wasn't part of like the tag team gauntlet at Elimination Chamber. And, you know, reports have came out saying that, you know, it's because they haven't signed their latest WWE contract because their contracts are coming up. So, do you think it even mattered if they were put into Elimination Chamber or not? No. Why? Because they're not going to win. Because they're not going to win. Is there anything else? Like, I feel that they think they're more than what they are. Bro, like, just last year, for two years, like, everybody's been making them more than what they are because what they did in another promotion. And that's how it always is. Not even another promotion. It's another division of the same promotion. NXT is still WWE. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But I'm saying, like, outside of what they, you know, a, a whole different... NXT is the same, you know, it's under WWE, but it's a different brand. Yeah. Yeah, they were the shit there. And they came up and they just... They held the titles. Yeah, they held the titles a couple and times. And they're dope. Like, don't get me wrong. I actually think they're pretty dope. Like, they're fucking... The moves that they do together, like, I appreciate that shit. I just feel like they think they're above everything. Like, they're they're supposed to be priority. And I understand, as a young talent on the come up, that's that's the type of mentality you need to have. You know what I'm saying? But you got to make sure you can move with the movers first. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had great matches with New Day and Usos. That's because you had great matches with a great tag team. But how are your matches with... Tag teams that are not in that level. If you could have that quality of match with tag teams that aren't on that level, then that's a different story. That makes you a great talent. You know what I think? Yeah. And and then just them holding out on all these other... Yeah, all right. So they're holding out. They probably don't really want to be here. Yo, let them motherfuckers leave, bro. That's it. Just let them leave. You don't want to be here, then leave. What do you think? Yeah, I would say let them leave. But right now, WWE has a lot of good talent within a tag team that they can build up. Yeah. If they're not doing something with the Revival, it's probably because they just don't have nothing to do with them right now. Like, I remember, like, they were saying it was going to, like, make them a comedy act or some shit like that. And they weren't with that. But um, off of WWE, not get into AEW yet. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot to get into there. But moves from Impact, right? So they were asking him questions on. Uh, I think this was from Sports Illustrated, if I'm not mistaken. But he was talking about ty- like challenging for the Impact World Championship. This is what he said. 
It's like, I don't want to focus on that title right now because that, that wouldn't be a challenge. A woman has that title and I, and I won't, he's like, and I want, and I want a challenge. I could easily go that route, challenge for the world side, but how great is it if, if I beat a woman? And he said, you know, he's looking for a challenge. There's nothing against Tessa. Yeah. And you know what? I don't, I don't blame him. You know what I'm saying? Because is it, you know, I, I maybe this question is a little too much, but <laughs> like, what, what's going to mean more? Him beating Tessa Blanchard for the title or him beating somebody on the level of whoever's like that, the top notch, like a Brian Cage or let's say they have a wrestler there that's in an AJ Styles type of level or some shit like that. What's going to mean more? Him beating him beating the the woman for the title, or him beating like a top male athlete for the title. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get what you mean. I nah, know. I feel like anything I say will probably be it, it, and that and that's the crazy see and that's the crazy shit and that's why and that's why I go smoke during these things to avoid <laughs> having any type of anything to say. Because Yo, like, and that and that's what's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? They normally like, don't have anything nice to say. Like he he just flat out said it. Like yo, it makes no sense for me to do that. So it's like if if that's how one of your top male talents is thinking, so does that put the title basically just on on standstill? Like nobody goes after the the impact side. There's gonna have to be nah. somebody that's gonna beat her in it's the long a, run. I mean, it's a gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like having having a woman hold your title, it's a gimmick. You know, it puts some historic value to it. But at the end of the day, it's not gonna last long. You're not gonna have her hold it for like a year and change or yeah. some shit like that. You're gonna you're gonna you know, she's not gonna hold it that long. Um, I mean and from this they might, you know, develop a women's championship. You know what I'm saying? They might just be doing this just so they can have a women's championship belt up in impact. You know, so I mean, let's see where it goes. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be negative. I get what Moose is saying, Moose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna just keep it moving. Going keep it moving. <laughs> um, so since we last talked, we talked about how like the three major promotions in the U.S. You know, not saying NWA isn't, isn't dope or whatever, Impact isn't dope, but the three top promotions to me, maybe to us, I would say, would be WWE, ROH, and AEW. They all had their main champion be above 40, right? Yes. So, since we last talked about that, ROH, PCO is no longer ROH champion. He lost a championship to, you know, El Toro Blanco. In translation, the White Bull Rush. Rush. Okay. Uh, which is which is really dope. When that, happened. that happened, I'd say like, yeah, like probably like a week or two ago. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear that. So what's dope? What's dope is that like his younger brother holds a TV title for ROH, El Bandido. Um, 
AEW took the title off of Jericho, gave it to Moxley. Yes. Which was dope. It was it was a phenomenal, phenomenal match. Yo, AEW Revolution was cool. I can't complain. It was really it was a really, really good pay per view event. It was. The beginning was a little meh. I don't care what anybody says yet, yeah, Dustin can still go. But Jack Swagger looks he he's just he's just gonna be muscle, bro. Like if anybody thought Jack Swagger was gonna be more than what he did in WWE, I that's not happening. I feel like it's not happening. He's just gonna be, you know, he's gonna be regular de- regular schmegula over there, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not I'm not big up on uh, Jack Swag. I don't know much about him. Nats is attempting, well, Nathan is attempting to open a uh, bottle of wine that's been sitting in my refrigerator for the past, I want to say, four months. <laughs> um, don't know if it's good or not, but we, we, we shall see. I'm all it. But anyways. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Dean Ambrose, you know, on the win. He was uh, crowned AEW World Champ. And, you know, I heard this was already in the plans because Jericho's Jericho's going to go on a tour of Fozzie, his rock band. Okay. You know? So that's just pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? And a lot, a lot of really dope things. Like, we actually got to see Orange Cassidy Russell. Okay. Okay. Half a brick, whole brick. Aye, aye, aye. You know that's pretty dope. I, I'm glad that the world got to see him wrestle. That little, that little pop up he does with his hand, with his hands in his pockets, though. It's fire. That shit is so wavy, bro. I remember the first time I saw. Yeah, him. I think Orange Cassidy might be the Max B. Where do we of see him? Pro wrestling. Where do we see I don't him? Know if it's, we saw him for our ICW event. At Ultimate Fitness Center in Woodside, Queens. Word. I was like, yo, who is this nigga? This nigga sweated egged up. How does that taste? Uh, like it might be old. My bad. Nah. Like it's, it's healthy. A little, little, little oxidation. That might be from the, the brew that was in there before. Uh, oh, it's good. Sh- shout out to the sponsors. It's good. It's uh, good. Good talking. I don't know if there's any wine drinkers that listen to this, but um, have you ever drank? Have you ever put a bottle of wine in the refrigerator for like four months and then drank it? Let us know. It kind of <laughs> looks like grape juice. No. But besides uh, Orange Cassidy showing out, I mean, uh, Pac won that match. It was a great match. And what do you? What did you think about the tag team match? Which one? Between the Young Bucks and. Adam Page, Kenny Omega, the tag team champs. I mean, it's always a dope match. Um, Young Bucks is always dope. Like, and Kenny Omega is dope. I'm not completely sold on Page yet. You know, I, I like his like antics and shit with the drinking and all that. But, <laughs> you know, in the ring, he's all right. Um, but why? What What about the match stuck out to you? Because it's just um. You know how like some some people in you know the wrestling community either go by what Dave Meltzer says or just hate everything that he says. 
Like, this guy was saying this was probably the best tag team match to happen in a while. And all his shit is just so AEW. It's so, like, ATWWE. You know what I'm saying? Like, his his ratings had Chris Jericho as the wrestler of the year. I mean, don't get me wrong. Chris Jericho had phenomenal matches all through the year, but didn't wrestle all through the year. You know what I'm saying? Right. There was other people there, like... Adam Cole, wrestling all through the year. Sometimes wrestling a couple of, couple of fucking weeks. I mean, a couple of days a week on TV. So is Wrestler of the Year based on like the matches that you have in the ring or just I, your overall? I think it's based on matches you have in the ring and, and your overall work. Because you AJ know? Styles won, right? He, he, won he won Wrestler of the Decade. Ah, that's what it was. That's what it was. He won Wrestle of the Decade. Who won Wrestle of the Year? Cole? PWI Pro Wrestling Industry? Yeah, they gave it to Adam Cole. That's what you're talking about, right? No, I'm talking about The Observer from Dave from Dave Meltzer. Mm. Oh, yeah, his shit is based on... Yeah, like... It, and then, it's like, you want, one of the shit they had in there was Promoter of the Year. And it was Tony Khan. And I'm like... Yeah. How is he Promoter of the Year... If AEW's only been the thing since October, mm, well, you feel what I'm saying? It beforehand, maybe. Yeah, like, but there was the nothing. Build up before it came out. No, but just when when they talk about promoters, they're talking about putting on shows. You know what I'm saying? Like AEW's only been here for like until October. I mean, listen, I'm not shitting on it whatsoever, but I'm just saying like. I don't know how he's in the conversation for 2019. Like, he should be definitely in the conversation for 2020. Mm. Not 2019, bro. Because he wasn't promoting through the year. True There's that. other promoters out there besides the big companies that put on great shows. And, like, these are indie shows no going across the fucking globe, going across the country. Like, they should be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? A part of that, of that bracket over there. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's crazy, bro. Like, Triple H came in fourth or fifth or some shit like that. And I'm like, yo, with what he's doing with with, T, with uh, NXT, there's no way he comes in fourth or fifth. Like, that, that shit just seemed so left. So, like, all right, you know, fuck what they're doing. We're just going to focus on this over here. Right. I just feel like that shit is ridiculous. <clears throat> really do feel like that. It just, it's fucking ridiculous. But anyways... <laughs> Young Bucks was part of Matt Hardy's uh, finale of Free the Delete. See the Bucks going in there, Cadillac commercial style. You know what I'm saying? Pop up, hey, what's going on, man? Haven't seen you in a while. All this other porqueria. Now I'm thinking he can't be the exalted one. Because it's like you guys are coming out of character to come back into character. You know what I'm saying? So there's no way that he could be the exalted one. I mean, we got we had a appearance by Jake Roberts going at Cody, calling him a bitch. Yeah, and it's it's dope, you know, it's dope. We have Lance Archer who just signed over to AEW, and he talks about murdering motherfuckers and shit like that. Like I could see him with Jake Roberts. Like I could see him being the person that. They're going to have come at Cody. And this just gives me mad old school vibes. When, like, 
Hulk Hogan, either he lost or won, was always having like those promo moments inside the ring or outside the ring, talking to people. And then like a new challenge arises. Like, oh shit, who's this nigga? Like that right there, that 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 brings in that engagement of the of the audience to the product itself. Like you remember when Hulk Hogan was first in WCW when he first came and I know where the giant appeared. And he said, I'm a son of a giant. He had the shirt from fucking Princess Bride on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit just as a kid, you're like, oh, I'm wondering, like, what are these kids or even teenagers, let's say, thinking like, oh, shit, Jake Roberts, oh, he's a legend. We know him because he's a legend, not because they know everything about him himself. They just know him as a legend. He spits this hot fire promo and says he has somebody coming for him. So now the young, the youth who likes all that storytelling is really into it. They're like, oh, shit, I can't wait till next week. Oh, for sure. I mean... That's what's missing. We always say that's what's missing from the game. For sure. And shout out to Cody, who has literally been a part of like probably every single fire promo that has come out of AEW. Of AEW. Yep. From what he's been doing with Red Dust, MJF, <sighs> Jake Roberts, Young Bucks, like he's always been a part of like some real great storytelling within AEW. And Jake Roberts did his fucking thing. Like, he, yo, he put it out there. Yeah. And I just want to see where this goes. Shout out to that fucking neck tat. I don't know what possessed Cody to get it. Dude. It looks pretty fucking cheap. That shit is <laughs> whatever. horrendous. I don't have a tat, so what the fuck do I know? But that shit just stands out like, uh, all right. Shout out to my nigga Envy. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is whack, my nigga. Like, people said that it was like a Transformer sign, and other people just said it, 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 it's just out of character. Like, you don't have tattoos. And then the tattoos you do have are hidden. Yeah, and that's when the you, man vibes. You know, like, then you put a big nightmare bullet club type fucking tattoo right there. Like, you know, like, that shit, nah, bro. You're, you're taking it a little too serious. Yeah, nah. I wasn't feeling that, but. Promo game, ridiculous. Yes. Definitely fucking with it. So, yeah, definitely want to see where this goes. Um, who do you, you think is the talent that Jake Roberts is bringing in? I mean, well, if you think about it, he's putting him against Cody, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, who would they want to blow up? Coming in, you know, I don't honestly. You you think it's Matt Hardy, right? I mean, if, to to roll with Jake, this is why I think, and it should be Lance Archer. Lance Archer has like that really dark, dark character, where like his his move is like this. You know, he puts his hand on the on the forehead and just choke slams from the head and shit, basically like a head slam. And he calls that the EBD call. Everybody must die. Mm-hmm. Or everybody dies. Some shit like that. And he already has, uh, like, you know, like a story with Dean Ambrose. Like, Dean Ambrose came back, said that he's never lost the, U- the IWGP US title. And Lance Archer had that shit. 
So they had like a Texas, a Tex 